Welcome back, Strange Crew. You are tuned into another trip through life's deep cuts. We hope you enjoy the ride. Hey, Strange Crew, welcome back. We have a special episode for you. An exclusive episode. An exclusive episode uh, brought to you in part by our friends at Music New Brunswick. Yay! Yay! We're so excited to be working with Music New Brunswick and to bring you this amazing episode. We've got a big one for you. Yeah, so... uh, month or so back, we went up to Moncton for their uh, annual fall conference, and we got to chat with so many incredible artists, and this is the first of a two-part series with that. Um, we'll have three interviews on each episode, so you don't want to sk- skip through because no. you'll miss some gold. So our first episode, we're going to have Dee Hernandez. We're so excited to finally get in a room with her. What a queen. I, what a queen. We'll also be talking to Michael J. Fox. We're so excited to be talking to him. Not not the Canadian uh, actor, Michael J. Fox, but <laughs> the artist, the icon, the man. We absolutely love chatting with him. And we're also going to be talking to um, local icon here in St. John, Catherine Kennedy. So, so funny that we met all of these folks up in Moncton. I know. And we're really excited to be uh, bringing you this interview, and we really hope that you enjoy it. Please let us know in the comments um, your favorite part of the interview and who else you'd like to hear from. Our second episode, just to give you a quick uh, little teaser, will be with The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, super pumped to be chatting with the guys. Um, Summoner Breeze, really, really excited to just showcase. He's so cool. Oh, my God, just the coolest. And we'll also be talking to our buds, the Chill Teens. They're back on the show we're for a quick catch-up. We're talking about Asia Steely Dan. We're getting into <laughs> it. So you guys, we're really excited for this Music New Brunswick collaboration. Um, just honored to be back, and we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Bye. Keep it strange. Bye. In three, two, one, we are rolling. Yes. Welcome to the DIY Cultural Aberdeen Center podcast studio. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Yourself? I'm really excited to be here. We've got the cord situated. We're yep. ready to go. We've <laughs> got was, coffee. We should have recorded that. We're okay, no, don't, because then you'd see the tea of Kate's real personality. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. <laughs> don't, Dee. That's myself. our secret, yeah. right? Don't tell anyone. NDA. <laughs> NDA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you guys so much for joining us for this really special episode. We're so excited to have you here with us, Dee. Um, fun fact, Paul Milner, a good friend of ours, he's worked with you a great deal. He yes. just sings, pun intended, your praises all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. He's been very eager for us to be able to sit down and have a conversation well, with I'm you. I'm glad we made it happen. It's funny that it's here and not maybe at a studio or at right. a show at the Five and Dime or something, but hey, that's part two. We're here. Right, yeah, and we're here, it. and we're excited. Yes. So let's dig into it a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Dee, to start things off, um, can you tell us uh, for people who are not familiar, tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of how you first got into music. So I first the short story. Let's go to the short story. I got into music just basically um, singing a cappella in Cuba as a young kid. Eventually, people got to notice what I did, and I uh, got invited to different like government official events, started singing there. All of a sudden, I found myself singing for the president. Then I found myself in a big band, and then I was doing tours um, in Cuba and Mexico and then in Canada, and it kind of spiraled from there where I became a full-time musician, moved to Canada, um, worked as a full-time musician in Toronto, 
did the Canadian Idol and uh, took a break from music, came back to music, and here we are. That's the short story. Right. What brought you to New Brunswick? Um, my children yeah. that I have now. It's just a family thing. But prior to that was also music. So when I was doing the tour with the big band from Cuba, we were doing an East Coast tour. So at the time, we came to St. John. And in St. John, they had they used to have a festival called Festival by the Sea. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we played there. And I met people there. And it's just kind of, that's where I kind of created my first roots in, in Canada. And um, when I moved back to Toronto and I became a mom a couple years after, went back to St. John because it made sense. That's where my son, my kids were born. Like, yeah, actually the three of them are born there. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I, afterwards... Even though, to, to be honest, when I first moved to, to, to New Brunswick, I was not a fan because it's just when you are an immigrant, you're looking to have something that is similar a little bit to your culture just for comfort. Right. And uh, at the time, there were not a lot of resources for me as a new immigrant. There were not a lot of resources for me as a musician. Um, so funny enough, it's like I created for myself a spot Brunswick um but it took time to get there so that's I find that the way that you put that um I think it's important sometimes to take not maybe not necessarily a break but the space to understand maybe why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. to kind of see the bigger picture so that yeah. you're actually working hard on the things that will help help you or your family or right because right? we we all need to make a living and it's it's hard nowadays, like you yes. said. There's there's so much, and and we're all fighting for the attention span of others. So That's it. I think it's really interesting how you put that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it uh, it took a lot of growing up. Yeah. I think to yeah. kind of figure that out too, and uh, it's very easy, especially because I was so young, on your teens and or your twenties. It's very easy as a musician to try to get to a spot that you are being shot in your face. Meaning, yeah, you try to be the Beyonce, or mm-hmm. you try, and that's not even me, right? Right. But your idea of music completely changes somehow, sometimes. That's so true. If you just take a break and kind of realize exactly what is it that you started doing music for, um, then you, as I said, then you create your your spot, or you create your lane, or you right. get into the lane that works for you, I guess. Yeah, fair point. And I think, you know, we were we were at the Much Music screening the other night uh, for a documentary and they were talking about, you know, artists nowadays. It's it's harder um, because there are good artists out there, good bands, musicians, but with social media, especially now, the expectations of some of those artists aren't as hardworking maybe as others. So they expect um, viral video for right. their one single to blow right. them up and then they're right. on a, a worldwide tour. And, and we, that's awesome, but that's not realistic for but That's not realistic and it doesn't necessarily show like the work ethic or integrity of how those things get created or being behind the, like, behind the scenes in the studio and working with really great people who can help bring you to the next level. And I think that that's really important um, especially now in 2023. And I think that's why we love working with Music New Brunswick because they're such a big facilitator and helping artists get, whether it be funding or resources, a workshop, um, really, if you ask them for something, if they don't have it, they'll likely find someone that can. Mm -hmm. And I do really appreciate that about people who who roll their sleeves up and help people. I I really do appreciate that and I admire that. So, And I find your hustle to be, and to be clear, just to let the strange crew know, we know a lot about D. Um, we've heard about D, like I said, 
a lot and we yeah. we know her career quite well um and and it's an honor for us to to be talking oh. with you today but like i said it's funny to be in, in moncton of all places yeah i think I we would have been in paul's studio <laughs> yeah, right, right so it's very cool to be able to kind of see um how you've evolved your both your music and your business strategy and kind of how you're leading into it now can you talk a little bit more about that like for maybe some artists who might be listening hmm. so i guess I don't have any strategy. That that's a lie. I'm just going. I'm doing things that feels right here. That okay. feels yeah. right in my core. Okay. Um, in the sense of, I don't like calling it a strategy because I I really don't sit down and have a piece of paper and say, okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. Right. But I do have a book. Yeah. And in my book, I write my goals. Right. So, you know, one of my goals was to get nominated for an ECMA when I first started right. back into music, and I wrote it down. And then I just started looking at how can I get there? Because nothing, magic doesn't work. It's just, you have no, to put in the work, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I said, okay, you do this and you record, and then maybe you start posting more on social media. Maybe you need to get uh, more involved in the music scene in New Brunswick versus just recording it. Right. Um, uh, maybe you need to, you know, I don't like TikTok, right? <laughs> I don't. I enjoy watching it. Mm, I don't right. like being in it. Yeah. But maybe once in a while, just put a little something out there, yeah. you know, not necessarily wait to have your full band do an acoustic right. show. Yeah. So I wrote all of those things. Yeah, and I think that's the best. And best. I got there, yeah. right? So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just, um, at this point, I'm in the point of my career where I just want to showcase me I love and, that. and showcase and if it anything ever happened to me tomorrow because tomorrow's not promised I know that I'll, I'll feel good about the things that I did on earth right like if God gave me um, an opportunity to sing and tell my story through music then as long as I'm doing that I think that is my strategy right just follow the path that is laid out for me so not always is clear but um Right now, to me, is very clear. It feels the things that I'm doing. It feels good, so I'm just going to do them. So um, another thing I wanted to learn more about the music business, rather than just being an artist, which got me stuck for a long time. Um, right. Yeah. And so I also wanted to do the workshops that Music New Brunswick had available, and that opened up another door for me to start walking through that path because right. I had the information. Well, and you know how to nurture those goals and That's who it. to talk to, where to be, what networking receptions to be at to, to, to actually get those results. And I think that's the best strategy, even though there might not be one, it's the best one to have, right? The thing is, is that if, again, going back to being a younger and what you see on TV, which is a lot, unfortunately, a lot of information comes from that. Yeah. For me, as, especially as an immigrant and as a new person in, in Canada, um, you have we have created this romanticism that somebody comes from nowhere, and this producer with all kinds of contacts yeah. and very advanced and with money comes and just scoops you up and brings you to this place where you are famous and you're, and you're very successful and everybody knows about you. And the reality is that that person is you. Right? Yeah, facts. <laughs> that, yeah. That is just you. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, the musicians that are involved in your project just loves it as much as you do, which right. I am fortunate to have. And the same thing, the people that are working with you. But at the end, like you said from the beginning, we all fighting for the attention and we all yeah. fighting to get forward and to be seen. So um, 
my my strategy is just to learn as much as possible about this business yeah, with a plan without taking away the love for the art and the reason why I do it in the first place and that for me is therapy <laughs> right music is therapy it's a way to to express myself is a way to to bring some love to the world as a way to it's in a spiritual journey for me. I know I sound cookie, but that's all good. It's right. So that's my strategy. Just do the things that feels right. Learn about it and walk whatever is that uh, you need to walk and learn and, and do exactly what you're learning in the in the process and show people what you got. Um, social media it is a huge help. Yeah. Um, although there is a lot out there, so it's right. like kind of get lucky. And often people say, "Well, you need to be creative," but then if creative is good. In social media, if it's authentic, mm-hmm. right. right? But right now, like this, there's this video on TikTok which I'm can believe. Like, there's these two girls and they're running, and they're singing this song. Like that's that's genius, right? And all the song, the song blew up. But it wouldn't make sense for me to start running and do. Remember those days running, like right. one of my songs, right? So that's authentic to them. What's authentic to me is that I'm a mom. I might be singing in my kitchen. People like to see the reality of artists. That's right. Yeah. Right? And your creativity, I mean, it might just be my own opinion, but I think that should be focused for your music. That's it. And if you want to have a bit of off the cusp, you know, humor or showing your side, we say this in our marketing company is it's, uh, it's like showing your home and your home has multiple rooms and you can show them different variations of what's in that room in different ways. Right. And it doesn't have to just be music all the time mm-hmm. or your favorite things or your dog or your kids. It can be a mix of that. And if yes. people really do want to come along for that journey and be a fan, right. I think they become those fans that tell even more people about your music and they're more qualified people that right. come to shows. And we say that about like having, you know, big followings. It's great to have a, a lot of followers, but how many will come to your, your award it. show? How many it's come up quality. to the, the five and dime? What, what about the butts and seats? How does that translate? And I think people, especially nowadays, really want to connect with somebody who's mm-hmm. a hard worker, who is connected to family, who wants to come out and play a show and is, you know, realistic about the fact that it's it's tough and it takes time. Right. And um, I think that that's exactly what people are looking for now. So right. I think you hit the nail on the head on Thank that. You. And yep. I, I say not because we are also in the marketing space, but keep doing that. And I think leave the creative um, to a lot of people that love to do creative. Right. And keep that focus on your music. Yes. That's the biggest thing I might have probably learned from Paul is to yes. figure out what's going to make you work the hardest, but the smartest on the things that are going to convert for you. Mm-hmm. And that was a game changer for a lot of the bands and artists we've been working with. Yeah. is just, you know, creating and like you said, it sounds crazy, but um, creating content that is actually legit and real and, and true. And, and yes, people don't want to hang out with a Kate that's doing crazy TikTok dances. That and I'm to, tired. Yeah, you know what I mean? we are all tired. <laughs> right? We're all yeah. tired. Like I'm not. I'm not. You know, in the middle of the night, I have a five year old who wakes me up still. And do you think I really am going to go and 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 then try to just create these things just for the fun of it no no we'd no, be no, like no. ai robots if yeah. yes. content yes. opportunity yes no. content opportunity yeah. Everything yeah. Is content. right no no that's not me so um i i i have i'm i think I, i'm lucky to say that i have a really it might also you have to look at your the people that are listening to you my most people that are listening to me are not young you know 15 17 20 year olds right so so uh, keeping in mind as well right. who my listeners are, right? And respect that very much because I, I appreciate 
the time that they take to listen to my music and the time they take to even go in my social media and comment and give me a little push. You know, at times you feel down about your progress. Right. And I have no problem saying something on my social media. And the second I do that, somebody who does listen to me, I was like, D, I was just listening to Remember Those Day. Oh, D, I was just listening to Crazy Love. Right. And uh, you're doing amazing. Just keep doing what you're doing. That That's to me how, yeah. is like a stamp saying, you know, I am making music for the right people. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, um, whether they're already fans, um, whether they have not heard of your music or maybe they're, they don't know what's going on. Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming up in the future that maybe people or how they can get involved or listen to your tunes? Yes, definitely. I just actually came out with an EP. Woo woo. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a, honestly, I just got a chill. It's a dream come true. It's a, there were songs there that I started writing at when I was 19 years old. Oh, and I was wow, dude, that's so, awesome. I was so afraid to show it to people. Yeah. Because it's not one thing or another, and I always wanted to be one thing or another when you were when I was younger, right? So I finally accepted that this is who I am, and um, and uh, I had the courage to to share it. And uh, it's, very, it's very me, right? That's um, great. So... That's what's happening right now. And I just came out with a single as well. It's called Just Friends, which has a lot of Afro-Cuban influence with funk and R&B. So it's a perfect fusion of the two worlds that I have lived so far. Yeah. And um, right now, we're just focusing on just booking for next summer. I just had a crazy summer, and I'm very grateful to say that. Yeah, but sometimes you just got to go. And then uh, it's already looking into 20. I'm already it's, doing that. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm already applying for different um, festivals. I love playing festivals. Yeah. I don't know if every musician does, but I like, I like, I shake thinking about, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> about festival yeah. season. I love it. And, um, you know, just booking, um, I do acoustics, um, acoustic shows in the winter. So I'm booking for that already as well. So I don't have, actually, yes, I'm playing next weekend in St. John for Dia de los Muertos, so it's uh, a celebration, yeah. a Mexican celebration, the Day of the Dead, so I'm going to be there with the band. You guys better be going, because you know that we're going to be there. It's yeah, St. John, we're going to pull up, that's yep. what's up. Yes, on the 28th, and I'm really looking forward, because at this phase, it's going to be all painted with beautiful flowers. So cool. Yes, really queen, we love that. that. Yes. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Okay, so I'm I'm curious. I'm going to I'm gonna sag into this because I know it's a big part of our, our interview. I want to I wanna know about the music you like. I want to know about what you're listening to. I want to know what you think we should be turning people on to. Mm. Tell us the goods, D. So I'm very eclectic with my listening, right? Yeah. So being Cuban, I listen to a lot of Cuban music. There is these artists from Toronto from Cuba who live in Toronto, um, who are amazing and their band is called Okan. Um, I'm a big fan, like too much of a fan. Daime Arosena, who's also was living in Canada, but she moved to Puerto Rico and she's also Cuban and she's amazing. Now, if you're thinking about North American music, I'm everywhere and I'm still in the 40s and the 50s. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Ella Fitzgerald, so I oh, yeah. tend to go back to that right <laughs> a mm. lot uh and a lot of dizzy Gillespie. so that's where cool. i'm at right now um and i actually when you asked me that question earlier just behind the scenes there i looked at my phone and i've been listening to a lot of esperanza spelled in her first album oh, so okay yeah cool. yeah so 
I, I know I don't sound very fun. Oh, no, like that, those are great names. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first time Ella Fitzgerald's been brought up on the show. Yeah, no, maybe. I, uh, Maybe. Don't if you ain't got that swing. Like, I yep. was listening to that last night. So. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that's what I've been listening to. If we are thinking about New Brunswick-wise, uh, I've been listening to 180 a lot uh, because it has lyrics that m- inspires you and it is uplifting. Yeah. Right? It's all so positive and is wise wor- uh, words that uh of wisdom that we probably should all listen to so I've especially to, nowadays it's yes, good just to have that yeah. extra message cadence yeah. of good sometimes yeah. the days can be pretty hectic so yes. and no. uh i uh i listen um try to every morning to listen to high frequency music so okay yeah that's a great idea yeah yeah okay i have one more question before we wrap up because i'm just really 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 curious yes i want to know the best show you've ever seen the best mark anthony Okay. <laughs> Tell me, baby girl, because oh I God. need to know. Look, I'm getting chills. So, listen, I went to see him just right before the masking time. Yeah. You know, COVID in Montreal. Oh, okay. Wow. And it was completely sold out. And he, the way that he performs, it makes you feel that he's singing just to you. I've heard that actually it's from a couple you. of people. I've heard that. It's, and. It seems even just um, in interviews and everything, he's just got such a high integrity, high work ethic that mm. he just seems like a good guy to, yeah. to work with. Yeah. So yeah, and I can only imagine the the energy of the show. If you like high vibrations, yes. you were probably just like oh, I was dancing. My body hurt the next day. But oh that's my okay. goodness, <laughs> you're in like a body brace. But if I could see somebody right now, it would be Erica Badu, because I'm uh, I'm a huge fan. I would love to cover every single one of her songs just yeah. to do it. So her fashion the last like, that been, too and uh, that's everything forever has been amazing but yeah. I've been noticing a little bit more in the media the last yes. like month or so and I was like damn yeah. that's pretty dope yeah and again that's somebody also who has a lot of words of wisdom as yeah. well in her music so yeah I listen to a lot of music on the daily basis on the daily, least, yeah, yeah and so it, where can people find your music I, I want people to be listening and out just streaming I want them buying I want them going to your 2024 shows so where can they find you so they can find me on any streaming platform so my music is available is d hernandez my new ep is called the d salsa project Ooh. <laughs> um, do you teach salsa too i do I'm oh a dance teacher. shit <laughs> yes. we really want to learn yeah strange it. salsa <laughs> i like that yeah. i like it too i really like that we should do that like sometime. costume salsa dancing i'm sold all right, all right. let's go i'm in and you heard yeah. it here first <laughs> i love it and uh, so you can find me anywhere. I also have a website, uh, the Hernandez Music. You can go there, and I usually tend to uh, update that as much as I can. Um, but yeah, you can you can stream me anywhere. You can purchase it as well on Amazon. So my new project there. Buy it. Um, yes, please do. But uh, I anticipate not that I can know the future, but I anticipate playing a lot of festivals this summer. Um, so just keep your eye out. <laughs> keep your eyes keep out. out. You know, so, you know, applying for a few different things, you know, on different awards. It was like, I didn't get anything on EC on this um, Music New Brunswick, yeah. even though I had three nominations. But um, I, somebody asked me the other day, yesterday on CBC, you know, do you think they, you know, is that something that you need to have? I don't need an award. I need 
to be exposed, right? Right. So Absolutely. Yeah. That that yeah. was on itself was yeah. uh, a, a good experience, and also for being an immigrant and a black woman, it was nice to see um, somebody like me represented right. yeah. within that as well. So I think it's so important too with a lot of um, our new population and youth just to also see that representation and yes. to know that there's resources as well. That's and, it. You know, um, I might just be speaking for you here, but you seem um, like a very, very kind, sharing person. And I'm sure if there are young people or anybody that have a question, please I, go follow D and, yes. and, and just connect. And um, yes. I think that it's good for us to share resources and, and, and things in the ecosystem because it, it helps us kind of take away some of the, the mistakes and the, the cost of spend and, and ha- actually helps us get out there and, and mm-hmm. have people to play shows with and stuff. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Dee, for no, joining thank us. You for having we me. really, really appreciate yes, it. And you know, we're going to be pulling mark. up to the show and we definitely will be following up on strange salsa because yes. I really want to learn. Yes. Yes. And the same thing, social media, I'm everywhere. So if anybody would like to just connect that way, please do. All right. Well, you. until next time, keep it strange. In three, two, one, we are rolling. Michael J. Fox, welcome to the Strange Cures podcast. Yes, thank you, thank you. We groovy, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, love welcome it. <laughs> to the show. You've been highly requested to be on the show. Really? Yeah, by probably about half a dozen times at least in the last six months. Oh, that's new to me. That's that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people have asked us like about doing an interview with you, and I think a lot of times like we're waiting sometimes for people to come through our city. But then like we were just talking to Dee Hernandez, and like she's in St. John all the time, and here we are in Moncton connecting, right? So yeah. it's all about you know being in the right place at the right time. So super stoked to finally connect with you. Thanks so much for giving us time. Yes, thank you for having bright me. and early. Thanks, <laughs> Music New Brunswick, for setting this up. Yep. We're always so stoked um, to work with them. They're a great organization. We love what they're doing um, to help New Brunswick artists and to kind of dive in, help with resources and stuff. So let's dig in a little bit and talk about you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of your your early experiences with music. Who are you? Who are you? From the the jump, um, I'm born and raised in New York, Yonkers, New York. That's the home of DMX, Deluxe, Mary J. Blige. list goes on. So I've been inspired by those artists that um, made it out the environment that I'm from. We call that city the Black Cloud. And the funny thing, when I first moved to, um, to Canada, and my first stop was in St. John's, right? I went to St. John's, and it felt like I was like in a twilight zone, because St. John's is the Canadian version of Yonkers. Really? Like, yeah. St. John or St. John's? St. John's, St. John's. I get confused with the, yeah, the S- like, yeah. No, it's like I'm like every Newfoundland, or are we like say John. Okay, Patrice was gonna catch that. Well, no, I just wasn't wanting to make sure. I was like, <laughs> like I've never been to St. John, so it could be Yonkers. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, St. John is is, is crazy. It's like I feel feel like I'm back at home, and um, yeah. So um, let's just jump back right back right back to it. Um, yeah, I'm influenced by those artists, and um. You know, by by embracing hip hop, like listening to the locks and Nas, and you know the list goes on. And you know, um, if you listen to more music of mine, like I'm I'm heavily influenced by Kanye and and uh, the way how he mixes, you know, his music, his sound. So I'm I'm highly inspired by him as well. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So what uh, brought you to to Canada, and how did you end up in, in New Brunswick? So I went to music school in uh, NYU. Um, uh, took up uh, audio engineering, uh, music theory, and I knew a couple of friends uh, that 
that went there and they had family in New Brunswick and they, they knew my living conditions back at home. Like I was kind of like doing a Michael Jackson in a negative way, moving backwards, like being around with the wrong crowd and stuff like that. So they seen that, like they just told me, they said, if you ever, you know, just want to up and leave and just hit the restart button, you know, uh, New Brunswick is the place to be at. Like you really? can focus wow. on the music and the, the way of living is, uh, is legit. And, um, down the line, probably to like two, three years down the line, I just said, you know what, let me just pack my bags. Let me apply to uh, get my permanent residence and residency, and uh, I'm here now. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so, I don't know, I've, I've never really lived anywhere else, so to hear that from someone that, you know, lives in New York, we hear that from people that come from L.A., Vancouver, and they say the same thing, and well, was it, um, was it, super peculiar when you first got here? Cause it's obviously a very, very different like culture, very different, you know, pace of living. Um, yeah. yeah. I had to adapt to the, the way how I was like, it's super quiet. And one, the people are extremely nice. And I was, that'd be I so weird. I imagine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what like, do you want? from Everybody waves at you. Holding the door. I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. Sketchy like, characters, yeah. right? It's like, what, what do you want? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, uh, yeah, so this is, this is my third year here, and uh, you know, I, I, to everybody that's listening, I love it out here. Please stop asking me why New Brunswick. I'm here. I'm comfortable. My feet is up. Just, just it you is know, we, it is. we hear that a lot. Yeah, people like. <sighs> Like, a lot of New Brunswickers, like, we hate her. I say we, like, we, you and I yeah. don't count, but, like, we hate ourselves for some reason. And, and it's, and like... And we'll straight up ask people, oh, what? You want to live here? And there's there's the sense of we have such a big pride here in New Brunswick, but we also don't embrace it when it's applicable. Yeah. And to hear you say that people were saying in a, in a time of both, like, need and also both in time of thinking about a different future, they said, go to New Brunswick. That's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, it's dope. It's really dope. Man. And I, I think we've heard that also, um, like, Maestro Fresh, he moved to St. John, and people say that to him all the time, like, why St. John? And it's like, well, why not? James Mullinger, same thing. People thrive, yeah. and you don't have to have any existing, you know, notoriety to, to make a good living. You just, like, you have to said, you have to understand what and how to adapt so that you can excel and you can convert results that you want as well. So if you can kind of know how to play the game, you can kind of get those those results and those wins, right? Yeah, that's a fact. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So you are also um, a videographer and audio engineer. Is that something you went to school for? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, the audio engineering part, that's what I went to school for. I have a bachelor's degree in that. Um, uh, the videographer thing, that was just self-taught, just trial and error. And, yeah. You know, just kept pushing with it. And I finally got, I'm not the greatest at it, but um, it just... It's, it's something to use if I don't have a budget for, you know, to hire an expensive videographer. Like, that's like five, ten racks. So, you know, if I could do it myself for the time being and make it look decent. So, you know, people hear me from Spotify and all the DSPs. But if they give, see me on YouTube and I, and I can present a decent video for them to see what this artist looks like. Game changer. Yeah, then that's what it is. I think it also, um, we also do uh, marketing as well. And a big thing that we see is uh, there's a lot of times just even storyboarding at what you think you might need. A lot of times you can maybe do it yourself, but then you at least know who, like what and when to hire and what to tell them the scope of work is for. So I think it's, and it can sometimes give us tunnel vision because obviously mm. we want to have high quality all the time. But right. That's not necessarily what audiences want. They want you to keep it real. They want to see, they want to know what you're putting on toast in the morning. They want to yeah. see you at your best. They want to see you at the award shows. And I think it's just one of those things that um, you kind of just got to keep it casual and keep it real to yourself. Facts. Big part. Yeah, absolutely. Facts. So you're, you're a busy guy. You do it all. So do you, do you find it tough making music or making 
videos, both on the professional side and on your personal making side because of being into it from an industry standpoint? Um, no, I don't find it tough because, you know, I, I have a vision, I have a certain vision. So if, when it starts with the audio perspective, when I'm writing and mixing, I can, I can already see why, what direction I'm going with it when, I, when it's time to shoot the video. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not, it's not, no, it's not, there's no pressure and it's not hard. It's just, it's just overall fun for me. Oh, like, that's, yeah. that's refreshing to hear. One question I had for you and is about uh, your thoughts on sort of the hip hop scene in New Brunswick and in Atlantic Canada. It seems to be, and maybe it's because we just hang out with Stephen Hero a lot and, and Maestro and our buds. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. like, what are your guess? What are your thoughts on the scene? And have you noticed, like, maybe, like, I, I feel like it's kind of grown a bit and it's sort of getting a bit more attention over the last little while. I guess, what are your general thoughts on it? See, that's a that's a great question. Like, being out, I'm, I'm still fresh out here. Um, just to compare and contrast, like back at home. Um, when you get when you book a venue to do a show or you open up for a A B C list artist, there's no selling tickets. The art the the opener doesn't sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of like that. That was kind of like you know crazy to me. Um, as far as um the growth of hip hop out here, I'm still that's still that that question I gotta. I got a pen that's still pending because, you know, I'm still growing out here mm -hmm. and for each year, for the three years I've been out here, I seen a, for me being a, a nobody and me putting out 399 songs in three years, I seen each year the growth and, you know, the, the buzz was creating. So now this is my third year. I'm, this is my back-to-back uh, -back year being nominated for Music New Brunswick. Um, Hell yeah. And, Hell uh, yeah. yeah and, um, Hold on. I'm doing it. Oh, oh wrong button. That is no. not the right button. There, there we, we go. go. I know this console, I swear. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, the growth is crazy and um to 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 see um the the communities and you know platforms like y'all and uh and music New Brunswick and Black Atlantic and you know the list goes on. The growth is gonna be crazy. Like I give it about a good I give it about a good five years that it's going to be hip hop is going to be crazy out here. Trust yeah. me, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, well, I think even um, from us living and working here our whole lives, we've never seen, you know, like someone like a Nelly come to, through Harbor Station yeah. or having Cardinal Fischel like at our hockey game this coming weekend. Like yeah, yeah. things like that are, are just you normally have to go to Montreal or Toronto to kind of see artists like that. And it's. It's interesting, and I'm curious now what the, the next couple of years are going to look like, both from booking, um, from a festival standpoint. Are we going to start bringing in some more hip hop, at, maybe to like a, an Area 506, yeah. things like that? Because I think there's a need for it, and I think people yeah. want it. And I think in order to really foster and grow it, we need those organizations and those festivals to also put it in the docket, too, so that it can be part of their itinerary and to let people know that it's out there and that it's, it's thriving and that there's an ability to, to get involved. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, I concur. I concur for sure. But, um, yeah, the, the, the growth man is going to be crazy. And, and the talent is so much talent out here. Not even, not even like people that's, that's, that's heading like to sign in a deal or whatever. This is the underground talent. It's crazy. Like these, these venues got to give these, these other artists a shot. Like they really deserve it. Like you mentioned stuff and hero and, myself and there's other artists out here that's effing dope and well, and and y'all do the work too you guys are yeah. busy and y'all help each other too and i i really deeply respect that sincerely sharice and i both do um i went to high school 
with Stephen Hero. And we've been close now for, I'd say, almost 20 years. And we've watched him grow businesses, throw down on his music. But one thing he does is he helps everybody around him. Mm -hmm. And he'll roll his sleeves up if he needs something done or he's playing a show. He makes sure that it's marketed, that he's working with people to make videos, that he's on the tip. You know, he hustles. And I, I appreciate people who will do that, who work smart, but just as hard on things that will bring them results. Yeah, that's crazy. Even that his name is up right now, like this time, around this time last year, Music New Brunswick Awards. This is the first time I ever met him here. We chopped it up. It's like, you know what, yo, I'm gonna send you a song. Let's let's, let's collab. Sent him the song. A couple hours later, he sent me the verse back. Yeah. This is still the same week like this year, like right here. Um, a couple hours later, he was like, yo, Mike, um, I'm I'm at an interview right now. Meet me at Music New Brunswick, the building. Over here, it's like, all right, dope. I was like, yo, bring the camera. He was like, yeah, we're gonna shoot the video. So we did the song, I remember shot that. the video, yeah, yeah, because we just recorded with them right before. When he's like, we're shooting a music video, yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that wild? Part of history, oh my there god, go. look at that yeah. full circle, yeah. So it does when it's when I when I encounter artists like that, that that's just as hungry as me, or even hungrier, it shows me there's no excuses, right? Like, it does other artists that I have to wait three, six months, even a year to get a verse back. This dude gave me his verse back in two, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he, he hustles and he, he cares. And I think that's, um, it's all probably very refreshing for you as an artist. Cause it maybe makes, and not that I'm saying that you are, but I, I feel for us too, it makes us less complacent and just do being okay with an okay product. Mm. And it makes us be almost more inspired or more motivated. And I've always appreciated that about him as a person as a professional and as a musician too, because he he really able he's like he's got the trifecta. Yep, buddy. If you're listening, sorry, I'm not trying to just fluff your coattails yeah. the whole time, but it's uh. but it is true, and we do appreciate it, and the recognition you know should be there, and I I do appreciate how you guys all really do help each other. I think that's very good for any anyone who might again who might be only a couple months into New Brunswick, or maybe who's listening who hasn't gotten here yet. Right. Or maybe they're wondering about, you know, are the people kind? Are the Am I going to fit in with, you know, some of the... The answer, at least for me, I think would be yes. And at least reach out and, like, talk to these folks. They're they're willing to, to chat you up, yeah. right? Yeah, networking is key, man. Networking is definitely key. Even if you get turned down, as if that that's the past, try back later on. Maybe that, you don't know what that artist is going through. Maybe, he's just, maybe he or she is just fully booked. Try back later. And there's another artist that's right around the corner. There's nothing wrong with rubbing elbows and, and getting putting in work. So, you know, happened to me. Like, I, I I got, trust me, I have receipts of artists that I reached out to from the first year I was here. And second year, we link up. Or if it wasn't the second year, it's this year. Like, right. You know so it, it's still artists that I like, classified, maestro. I, I Trust me, I have receipts that I reached out to these guys. And um, it's going to happen. Like Yeah, right time, right place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's so a- I never take it personal when they, you know, they say, yo, hit, hit me back later or whatever. I know how the game goes. So, right. You know. And we've learned from a maybe different perspective is that it's not about who you know, it's about what you know. So if you can apply, you know, your degree and your creativity and your absolute phenomenal work ethic, that's what catches those people's Facts. attention. It might not Facts. be the verse or the beat or our cool interview or what it is, but I think people are attracted to good work ethic and people that can make them go from here. And I think that's that's what makes people want to respond back or, you know, like Stephen Hero sending something back so quick because he knows if he's working with someone that's just as hungry as him, you guys get a product out. Right. You can start booking shows. You can be up for awards the following year. And that's that's to me what that's keeping it real, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you working on? This is the part of the show where we kind of hand it over to you and kind of what have you been working on? What's coming out? What 
what do what do we need to know? Give us the exclusive. So right now, I'm, I'm currently working on my, this is like my eighth album being out here. So it's called Lost in the Woods. So, you know. You go. Very New Brunswick, yeah. Okay. All right, I like so, that. Um, yeah, it got, um, it got, it got, it is the direction I'm heading is just the transition from the city life to, you know, you know, building that tent and just being, you know, you know, being content in the woods, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just embracing that peace or whatever, like, you know what I mean? So, um, I have a single out, um, right now called, damn, my joint is crazy, um, Paper, Paper Calling featuring Wiz Khalifa. So yeah, that'll be dropping later what? on this week. What? Yeah. That's fun. That is so cool. Yeah. We ran into him once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've been on tour with him um, when I was back at home. I, it was called the High Road Tour, so I was the opener for him, for Snoop, Kevin Gage, Jan- Janae Aiko, um, Casey Veggies. So, sure. yeah. Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I didn't get that on the memo. No. I didn't. Maybe didn't that's exclusive memo? information. Yeah. No, no, that's everywhere. That's, that's, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know how you mean. Like, <laughs> so how can, like, how can people support what you're up to right now? Man, just, just, just hit play. If you see somebody yeah, yeah. sharing it, just hit play. That's all I ask for. Yeah. Oh, matter of fact, pause. Hit play, but also, if you really want to support, if the single was a dollar twenty nine or ninety nine cents, just purchase it. Don't need the streams that those are pennies. Like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. buy it. So long. To, you got to get like five thousand streams to get. Seven dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, just just if you if you feeling if you hearing what you what you if if you feeling what you hearing, copy it. Dollar twenty nine or ninety nine cent. If you want, if the album is six ninety nine, I appreciate it if you copy it. Hell yeah! Thank you for saying that. That's such a big thing that we talk about on the show. Is like pay artists, pay them what they're worth. Stop doing pay what you can at shows. Pay people. It's very important. Um, Give them a safe place to stay a good place to park so their shit doesn't get stolen and make sure that they have people at their show, man. You know what I mean? I think that's such a a very basic, like three factor thing that you need to need to be doing. Right. Checklist. Yeah. And it just, it just helps everybody, honestly. So uh, final question. What's in, who's a new Brunswick artist or group or act that uh, people should check out right now? Man. From every from 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 hip hop to to punk rock to rock to to bluegrass. I mean, I can I can name each artist from each genre. Let's so do it from bluegrass, man. Um, I would say check out um Jessica Ray, Jessica Ray, um for for rock. Man, Sonic Detour, man. I'm still I'm upset about that, but yeah. um, those yeah. are my guys. Um, I would say for rock. Um, check out like I just discovered um. Beyond, Beyond the Dinosaurs, that yeah. one I want last night, they, yeah. they, they nice. They, yeah. I, I rock with them. They nice. Check them out. Um, hip-hop, you know, check out everybody that's in each province, man, that's coming up, man. I, that list is crazy long. So whoever you never heard before and you just stumble upon or, you know what I'm saying, just check them out, give them a listen, check their followers, who they following that they collab with, check them out, just, you know, play tag and just, you know, Check them out. Um, pop for us, pop. Um, check out Sydney Sexton. Check out um, Melissa Marshall. Check out. Um, dang, I'm on the spot, so I can't even. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're throwing down. Recommendations. Yeah, that's okay, I'm, gonna, I'm shifting. I'm, I'm asking one more. Okay. I want to know. Tell me some of your top favorite albums or guilty pleasure. I want to know what you're listening to. Man, this is gonna blow your mind, man. So, 
uh, top album. I got a, I got a run with Nas. It was written. Uh, any DMX album. Uh, I would run with uh, Philip Bailey. He's he's R and B like soulful R and B. Um, I'm a Sum 41 fan, so they yes, <laughs> so Sum 41 for sure. Um, last but not least, um, Nirvana, Nirvana, man, Kurt Cobain, rest in peace. I'll fuck with that playlist all day. Yeah. You're damn right. That's a great That's playlist. That's like a very Kate playlist. It is a very Kate playlist. <laughs> I'm like, I got, I got them all on there. That's great. No, that's awesome. But I, I, no, it doesn't surprise me. No. No. I think like if you, where you grew up and your influences and now being here, I think you have to have that duality of being able mm-hmm. to kind of play on the spectrum a little bit. Nice. For me growing up, my dad always told me like, you shouldn't try to become who you think that you like or who you think is yeah. cool or the music. It's okay to like country. It's okay to like pop. It's okay to like the symphony. And the more that you can like, the more it shapes you as a human being. Yes. And a lot of my, you know, not, not friends, but like, you know, growing up in school, it's like listening to what's popular, where are the things that are popular. And to me, it just, I always use music to kind of shape who I was. So I, I kind of, I use the duality all the time and it really helps me find new music too, to be open to it. Yep. So I always find it refreshing to ask that question. So thank you so much. So if people are looking for you right now, they want to find you on social, where do they find you? Tell us the handles. You can find me on every platform. Um, uh, Michael J. Fox, that's F-O-X-X, two X's at the end. Um, that's one question I didn't ask me where I get my name from. Okay, well, throw down, tell so, me. All right, so my name, obviously, it's the um, Canadian actor, Michael J. Fox, that did the Back to the Future movies, Teen Wolf. And Legend, icon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, And he's a, he's a great dude. If you really listen to what he'd be talking about and, and, and how he encouraged people. Have you ever met him? I would love to. No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, but he played a major role in my life coming up, especially when I was younger, like, because I'm a child from, a, from the group home, from the foster care system. Um, so his movies, like, I really adapted to them joints when, I, when they was introduced to me at the time. And um, so I was like, yeah, his name is Michael. My name is Michael. So I'm writing like everybody like, Yo, you don't got a you don't got a stage name and nothing like that tag name whatever. It's like I sat back and really thought about it. And I, his last name was Fox. And I was like, how can I take that last name and make it mine? So I added the extra X at, at the end and made the whole name an acronym. So the F O X X stands for the, the future of extraordinary experiences. Mic drop. I don't want to. That's dope, stuff. man. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm so glad you, yeah, thanks for telling us and our audience about that because that's pretty wild. And I love that it throws back to, you know, such a a good guy. And we've heard that from a few people that he's just a really nice guy, loves music, is just like phenomenal, like to talk to. So that's really cool. Well, I can't wait to see you guys collaborate together. That'd be pretty Uh, cool. I don't think we can. If you listen to somebody that know him not listening, put that word out, man. Just at least let me meet him and shake his hand and just say thank you because, you know, him, him being him made me who I am. So, yeah, salute to you, my guy. We have goals on this show, and now you've heard it here first. You know what we'll be striving for. You know what, though? The thing is, like, it is New Brunswick, and, like, everyone knows someone that knows someone. I guarantee someone Somebody someone knows, knows Michael J. Fox. <laughs> or through our marketing, we'll figure yeah, out a we'll way to get the message to him. So, yeah. Well, right. thank you so much. Seriously. No, you, what a refreshing interview. Like, seriously. And anytime, I'm sure 
got that. But anytime you're in St. John, let us know, pull through, like we'd be happy to chat with you or to promote shows or anything like that going on. So shout out to St. John too. I've I've been out there again, uh, Steph and Harrow, um, Mike Shabazz and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Sonic D Sonic Detour, um, Darkest, there's a few people, a few people that um I tapped in with um McGill's Bar. Shout yeah. out to y'all, you had me out there perform. Um, yeah, lovely city. Y'all remind me of Yonkers. Remember I said I keep saying that. Yeah, it's so funny. I've heard that too. Like, um, what did someone tell me once that it kind of St. John also reminded them of the Bowery, like okay. in New York. Yeah, yeah, like especially back in the '60s, St. John. It's, yeah, it's factory. So from 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 the Bowery to going uptown, going uptown. Mm-hmm. To, to Yonkers, because Yonkers is the borderline of, of Manhattan and all that. So we call Yonkers the Lost Barrow. Yeah. So, like, again, when I came to, when I went to St. John, I'm like, yo, all these hills and then the factories, even the smell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, really? this is Yonkers, New York. Like, wow. And I, I told Steph, and I'm like, yo, Steph, yo, your city remind me of Yonkers. He's like, for real? It's like, yeah, huh. for real. Yo, it's crazy. It's wow. crazy, man. It's crazy. And then there's mad talent out there. So, that's like the, the Canadian version of Yonkers. So if you if you found your your DMX or your Mary J. Blige or the Locks or whatever, like you know, this is out there, man. It's out there. It's out there. Shout out to to New Brunswick though, man. Yeah, definitely on the rise. My stamp of approval, even if you don't need my approval, you got my approval. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for this wonderful episode, Strange Crew. Thank you, Michael J. Fox, for joining us. We're thrilled to have you and so stoked to bring out this interview and hopefully get the two of you to meet, right? Because how cool would that be? That'd be awesome. All right. Well, until next time, keep keep it strange. In three, two, one, we are rolling. Catherine Kennedy. Hello. Welcome to the Strange Screws podcast. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I, I know we said this in our last episode with our previous guest, but you have also been requested on our show I like know. more than a dozen times. What an honor. Yeah. Like, and from all the different shows that you've been playing and just like awards that you've been winning, the some of the Bob Dylan stuff, I know Sharice has like been watching you. You made both. me cry a couple years it's ago. Um, Kate had teared up too. Yeah, was I, crazy. She was there. Um, it wasn't this past one, but the one before the Bob Dylan birthday concert, you covered Queen Jane approximately. I think, was it? That might have been Jess. No, what was the one you did? You covered one and we were both crying. Not Make You Feel My Love. No, it was another one. I'm She'll think of this it. This is working my memory too. Were, I'm like, but no, like I remember the way. Like, it was a couple Bob birthdays ago. So it was a couple hard Bob. to think about who bids on what they get to Songs, play, right? But so. it was so. I know Brett Mason. We had him on the show ahead of time, and he was t- saying, "I'm like, oh my god, He's like, like I didn't get my pick." And one I time, I'd get the pick. Yeah, one time he didn't get tangled up in blue. He almost rioted. So um, I mean, it's kind of his. It show, is. So. Yeah, he can kind of. <laughs> but anyways, um, I just what I love about like a good Dylan cover song is like when someone kind of makes it their own but adds like you just moved us to emotion and I just never actually got a chance to tell you that but it was like one of the really best like Bob Dylan covers I've heard in yeah, a long we, time we talked about it actually quite a few times and on a few different episodes because yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not a big fan um but obviously being Sharice's best friend like she tries to make me I listen remember this all song. the time what was it 
uh, you're going to make me lonesome when you go. Yeah. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, and I just Thank remember you. being like, wow, like I would listen to the song, like if it was just you singing it, because it was a completely different, it didn't feel like it was like not, and I, I, hope, I hope, yeah, I hope that doesn't come off like you didn't sound anything like him, but I just meant like it didn't feel <laughs> I like mean, the that's typical. A fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it, it just, Definitely yeah, not in my vibe. it was great. So to have you on the show is really great audience. Here you go. We're giving you wishes. We're genies now. This is what we do. Yes. Give the people what they want. Grant the wishes. Bring them along for the ride. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So to start things off, um, tell us a little bit for people who are not familiar. Tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of how you got into playing music. Um, well, I'm based at St. John. Um, and how did I get into playing music? Probably my grandfather, classic, like young kid falls in family footsteps. He was a country and western singer, and they had a family band with my uh, dad and all his siblings. Um, so I grew up kind of playing on the piano, playing some guitar with them. Um, and then when he went into a nursing home, I, uh, I became friends with the music therapist that works there. And so that led me to go study music therapy, which got me kind of more into songwriting and performing. And yeah, it just hasn't stopped since, I guess. What were some of the artists you, you grew up listening to? It's a big Beatles fan, huge Nora Jones fan. Um, those are the two staples. Nora Jones was like my idol. I took a lot of inspiration from her and a lot of like the older um, jazz and soul artists like Etta James, Ella Fitzgerald. Um, Ooh, we've had ooh, two mentions yes. today. Of, oh, really? Of Ella. Two Ellas, yeah. yeah. And we've not ever, I don't know if we've really had a mention before, maybe yeah. year one or year two, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I've got a question then. So did you, did you ever plan to be a musician or is that just something that through, you know, being at the nursing home and going into music therapy that it just happened? Um, I think it was always part of like my lifelong dream. Oh, like, great. Yeah. I was definitely like a songwriter at eight years old that talked about the sky being blue and oh. the clouds coming out and um, just writing whenever I could. But uh, did you run anything that you wrote by your, your grandfather at all? Or were you nervous or? Um, I think I was nervous and, and it felt so far from the scope of genre that I wanted to be singing like old time country and western oh. um wasn't really my vibe at the time but uh, I idolized like them getting up on stage I found that always really cool so and I find it interesting hearing this story now and, and hearing a lot of your music and seeing you play like shows I can definitely see that reflection in your music a bit of the western and the country and just how you you know are able to tell stories I can definitely see that now knowing the, yeah. the context yep absolutely and I guess one of the questions I like is kind of leads into one of the questions I had is like in terms of your songwriting, like you're a storyteller, mm. even like when you're covering someone else's song, it's like you to make you make it your own and you like bring that story to life. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of what inspires you? Like what inspires your songwriting? Um, it's usually sad stuff. <laughs> and you got to love a good sad that. song, though. Oh, I, I set myself up for like a challenge a few years ago to write. Um like a funny or um, like a humorous song, and it's my song, Sam. Um, but other than that, it's always usually like something that makes me cry or makes me feel something. Um, but in terms of like my songwriting process, um, I feel like I'm a words person first before melody comes. Mm. So if 
find the story. Like you said, story is kind of the, the biggest thing for me. Where can I connect myself in it, I guess? And then, uh, yeah, the music comes from that. But words first kind of person. I love oh, that. Interesting, yeah. yeah. I appreciate that a lot as someone that... I, I think a lot of time, like, I feel like a lot of our conversations, like, over the years, like, it's always been like, oh, you know, music for, like, music first, yeah. and, like, the songwriting comes second, sure. so it's really cool to have, because as someone that's a writer themselves and appreciates, you know, Bob Dylan and that type, like, really appreciates good songwriting, it's really cool to have that come first. Um, and I think from the storytelling perspective, um, just from, because, like, I'm always looking around at surroundings and how things are interacting and how people are interacting with what's happening, um, whether it's watching you play a show at the five and dime or watching you at the Imperial theater or at a festival. Like it, it doesn't seem to matter what it is. You really seem to really entrance mm. um, the audience. There That's a great they, word. They really, um, they're, they feel something. And I, I would like to watch that and I, I don't drink or anything at shows. So I'm very like, I watch everything. If someone moves around, I, I seen it. So I, I really see how people interact with your music. And I know from my own perspective, it feels like I went to your release show over at the, I think it was the Rockland. The Rockland yeah. yeah. And I just, it, it really feels like, it, and it doesn't come from a demanding uh, sense of feeling, but it really feels like you are, you are there and you're present and you are looking at each person and you really bring them along for the ride. And I don't know if maybe that's your sought out intention, but you do it really, really well. And I think, you know, for those who are listening, if you haven't been out to, to see a show or you haven't, or if you're not following or if you haven't listened, I mean, you're jump on now. Cause it's, I mean, it's very, um, it is entrancing. Mm-hmm. And I hope that doesn't sound cheesy or like a bit douchey no. to say, cause I, I do mean it. Um, watching you play that song, like it really did move me and it wasn't because I was super obsessed with Dylan or I thought it was a, be- it was because of the way that you did it and the way that you were doing it amongst other fans of that music and just seeing how passionate you were about it it's pretty rare to find and it's not just in general like for me personally in my taste of music to find like a performer and a songwriter that just like arrests you in a way like you kind of say you do that so anyways we're just fangirling right now but it's um it's really nice to hear and really special because that is kind of not that it's my sought out like intention or goal when I get up on stage but definitely like connecting with the audience in in the music or in the story, like right. trying to let them in or let them keep the song like vague enough or broad enough that they could connect a piece of themselves within it. Like that is definitely an intention and and um, kind of the most special part of music to me. Like I love the songwriting process and I love, it's always nice to get in the studio and record, but like being in front of an audience and being able to share that moment with them is like, that's yeah. the space. That's the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, and, and maybe I'm just getting excited and I know it's near the end of the, like when we ask, but I want to know now, like, yeah. do you, what do you have coming up? What, where can people find you? What's going on? How, like you're here with Music New Brunswick. How can people find out about you? What's going on? What's going on? It's, it's one of those times where it's like, I have so many plans and so many ideas and so many things are like, in the works on the yeah on the burners I yeah, guess. really because we're in we're in like well end of the year but in the middle of festival circuits exactly. and things like that so it's busy yeah. but it's yeah it's busy but it's slow at the same time yeah. it's like a lot of the admin stuff yeah but um I guess some things that are that are being worked on um I've got a song that I've been having requested be recorded for a really long time that we're working on um we submitted a grant for a music video for so can keep your eye out for for that in the distant future 
Um, and we're gearing up to also hopefully record a full album in spring. Awesome. Exciting. That's great. Um, yeah, and some touring coming along with that. So a lot of things hopefully happening in 2024 yeah 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 well i mean you're you're definitely no stranger to to work because you've been all over the place this year and putting things out and playing and i think that's something that we really admire about a lot of the folks that we actually get the opportunity to interview is that they don't mind rolling their sleeves up to like find different ways to produce their music record it do their own social media, find grants, work with yeah, those that can so actually. Yeah, so creative, yeah. And, and I really find New Brunswick, and, and I'm sure elsewhere, but I from everybody we seem to talk to, everybody is so forthcoming about sharing resources and, yeah. and just helping one another. And I think it's, it's really important not to duplicate efforts, especially when you're trying to get funding or trying to figure out what it is you need because, you know, like we just talked to Michael J. Fox and he was saying, you know, unless you get 5,000 streams, on, you're not even monetized at that point. And that can yeah. be really difficult. So I think it's important to know how to how to carve off some of that time and, and make it more efficient and yeah. get results. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's so, at least my experience has been, so so many people are open to collaboration and working right. together. And um, I think in any field, but especially like the creative music industry, yeah. like that's so, like you said, sharing resources or whatever it is, it's so important. Who are you listening to right now in New Brunswick? Is there any New Brunswick artists that you're just like, they are fire people, strange crew, you have to listen to them. You're crazy if you don't. Um, I mean, I'm sure that they're not a stranger to anybody, but um, I've got a soft spot for, for Jessica Ray. Yeah. Um, I get to share some bandmates with her. They're actually on the road right now, so... Uh, yeah, we ran into actually uh, Clinton Charlton the other night at the oh, yeah. documentary at for much music and he oh, was yeah. he was excited and we're like good luck safe travels he was leaving I think yesterday yeah yesterday I mean, yeah, yeah that's so exciting yeah. so shout out to you guys if you're listening or you're looking for some road tunes and you happen to be listening to our voices well <laughs> hope you're having a great tour exactly yeah yes they will be missed I'm excited for them um and who else I recently played um, a show at Sanctuary for the Glow Festival yeah. in St. John and met, um, she's here to, this weekend, Maud Saunier. Oh, my We've God. Had, we interviewed her last time. She oh is the coolest. Goodness. She's such what a cool so girl. Cool. She's a cool girl. I can't girl. I've never listened to her music before. So she's cool. Amazing. Oh, her, her, like, her, her entire, like, everything. She's so yeah. cool. Um, yeah, we absolutely fell in love with her last year. One. Yeah. And we actually, we interviewed her, um, and she was really good friends with the band Mess, who's here as well. Oh. They're playing the showcase. They're a kick-ass band. They're one of my favorite bands out of New Brunswick. Awesome. Like, they're so mm. good. Like, think, like, costumes of, like, early Rush and, like, prog, like, metal and, like, straight-up rock and roll. Yeah. And, like, they're able to do it in French and English, which is so oh, cool to me. Cool. Like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if, you didn't ask us, but also listen to Mass <laughs> and Mod. They're just and they they won like um, I think how they met was through their like uh, a battle of the battle bands, of bands or something like that up north, like, like yeah, showcase Acadie or something like that. Yeah. I think that's literally what it was called. Um, but yeah, they're phenomenal. They're great people, and that's I do find that it's, that's when one good thing that we've been finding. Um, coming up to this as well as again they're all so resourceful everybody just mm-hmm. wants to share and, and be around each other which is so nice yes it's so nice so it is your we finally have you on the show um, people want to know people want to know um segment we call strange solitary sounds you are stranded somewhere remote this room and it's locked forever it's locked forever <laughs> you are locked in this green room in the aberdeen cultural center and for some reason there is a record player here 
what are the three records you somehow more actually have with you on your person the and rest why? Of your life. <laughs> and why? I suddenly got really stressed. Um, it's a stressful question. It's a very stressful question. What? <laughs> we replay this in a year and we're like oh so you said on a different interview you that it was that we like don't people, do that no, don't we worry don't. we don't ours we don't change show- like weekly so okay uh, today my answer today i'm gonna change the question even though it's not the question you asked me but i'll still stick to the records but maybe i'll pick the artist is that okay can yeah yeah we can do, yeah okay. um right now probably be something Brittany howard oh okay yeah she's phenomenal yeah Brittany howard um Lake Street Dive. Okay. And people usually have a tough time with this question. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Some people have put in a lot, like, have put a lot of thought into it because, like, they know Some people coming. do, like, a greatest hit. Some people do, like, uh, you know, like, best of rock and it's a triple CD yeah, or something. Like our, they, they like box to hack the situation. Yeah. They have. And so. we allow that. Like, we allow it. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Brittany, Lake Street Dive, and honestly, right now, probably, like, Donnie and June. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those are, those are great. Those are great. It's just, they're speaking to me. Lately. I'd hang out yeah. with you in the screen room. Yeah, man. We'd be here for a while. You know, this washroom. We got some snacks. We're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> there's even a water machine. Yeah, like we're fine. We're I think there's some beers in that fridge anywhere. for you, bud. Real tea. We're fine. Oh, right. We're good. They got us set up. We're going to, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, seriously, for this time. I really, really appreciate it. I know, like I said, the the listeners have been asking and I know like whether it be through like Paul or like just folks like Jay, like anybody, people have just been like, get Catherine on the show. We want to hear what she likes. We want to know what she's doing. We want to know where her musical influences come from. So when we said this on our last two interviews, even with Michael J. Fox and with Dee, you're right in St. John and somehow we're in Moncton doing these very interviews. interviews. So it's always about being in the right place at the right time. time. So, but you're always welcome to hang out with us anytime, please. Cause we like you very much. Yes. And until next time, keep it strange. If you've enjoyed this, then you have to hit strangegrooves.com for more amazing content. To support this podcast and music community, go to patreon.com slash strangegrooves. As always, keep it strange.